Here it is. Welcome back to the show. This is the ADF Underground brought to you by All Day Football. What's up, y'all? I am your host, Chris. Call me Chels. Welcoming you back to another episode. Super Bowl week is underway as we gear up to see the showdown of Tom Brady and Mr. Patrick Mahomes battle it out for the Super Bowl supremacy and Super Bowl 55, man. We are here. COVID be damned. Every single game has been played. It will be played after Sunday. I'm excited for this matchup. I I mean, okay, for Bills Mafia, you know, everyone knows I'm a Bills Mafia supporter. Uh, that was a tough loss to the Chiefs, but I mean, you know, we we had a hell of a season. It was a great year, and I mean, this 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 game should uh, not disappoint. No question about it. The goat Tom Brady going up against uh, uh, the uh, uh, great young talent of Mr. Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a fantastic show. But before we kick off this show in in Super Bowl review, that's what this show will be. Um, big news coming from All Day Football, and uh, it, it is it is basically happening as we speak. Uh, this is the final episode of the ADF Underground. I know, unfortunately, <clears throat> we can no longer do the podcast because big news. Uh, All Day Football is merging with the fantasy headliners, if you can believe it. So uh, I, you guys follow my work. You guys know that I do a lot of work for the fantasy headliners uh, for the last couple seasons, couple years. Um, got to got to know these guys uh, very well. And I mean, it's a great, great crew over there. And we're going to do some some wonderful things, uh, everything related to football. So I am super ecstatic, super excited. Very, uh, It's bittersweet to some degree because... I did found uh, All Day Football back in 2017. I mean, for those who don't know, uh, um, it was a dream. I mean, I, I really, I, I just thought, you know what? Why not discuss the game that we love so much and see where it goes? And I mean, it's, it's been going pretty well. So um, all in all, I really have to say thank you to everybody who supported All Day Football. Uh, it has been an absolute honor and a pleasure to uh, talk football with you, to uh, encourage your football, fantasy football teams, uh, to assist in that regard. The the many questions I've gotten in start, sit, lineup advice on a weekly basis over the past four seasons, um, it, it has been uh, uh, overwhelmingly supportive. And and uh, all you guys that do come and keep coming back for for my advice, I mean it's it's been a wonderful thing. I thank you so much for all the support, but. Do not go away once once everything gets kicked off and, and all day football is merged completely with the fantasy headliners. Everything will be under the fantasy headliners uh, uh, umbrella and and we're going to do wonderful things over there. We are, I already host a podcast for them over there. Uh, we're going to be doing some YouTube stuff. So, I mean, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. Um, definitely come on over and 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 you'll see uh, see all the good work that we're there. But again, thank you so much for all the support over these years. Uh, I couldn't have done it without you guys. And and I mean, uh, it, it's nice that I have a, a, a following where people can can appreciate what I have to say. So I mean, I, I definitely put in the work and, and put in the grind for all the for all the supporters, all the listeners, all the readers of all the work of All Day Football. So I mean, thank you so much. Greatly appreciated all of that for over the past four seasons. It's been fantastic, but we do got a football game to discuss today, and that is, like I said, Super Bowl 55, the Kansas City Chiefs 
and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the line is set. And it's been moving. I've seen it move a couple times. Right now, I see it sitting at minus 3.5 in favor of the Chiefs. They are literally playing a road game because Tampa Bay is playing at home first time in NFL history that the home team is actually playing at the Super Bowl. Um, so Tom Brady, he gets a, he gets a gift of sorts is that he's going to have home field advantage, um, literally home field advantage in this contest. But the, the odds makers are already setting it three and a half. I was, I was more comfortable when this, when the spread was sitting at three points, because you know, that's more of a toss up. And I was, I was inclined to take Kansas city in that showdown at three points. But now I'm going to have to sit back and I'm going to have to review this contest that much more to see uh, what else I could get out of it. The over-under right now sits at 56.5 points, so they're they're predicting a very high score, which we could totally see. But, I mean, if we jump back, let's jump back to the first time because these teams met before in this, uh, this season already. They met back in Week 12, if I'm not mistaken. Kansas City went out to a big lead. Tampa closed it. The, the final score was 27-24 for Kansas City. That was the day, if all of you can remember, Remember, that was the day that Tyreek Hill actually exploded like we have never seen. His end end, uh, stat line was 13 receptions, 269 yards, and three, count them, three touchdowns on the day. Patrick Mahomes was uh, surgical in his uh, uh, ability to find his speedy wide receiver. He went for a massive 462 and those three touchdowns. I mean, so when it comes to the Buccaneers, I mean, in that contest, Tom Brady started slow, but he finished strong. I mean, the two interceptions is what cost the Buccaneers, I believe, his uh, uh, we saw the memes how many times where Tom Brady was holding up four fingers asking if it was still a fourth down. I think it was the mistakes on understanding what down they were on. I mean, very un- uncharacteristic of Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski was the big dog in that game. He went six for 106. And, and Chris Godwin also had a big day for eight for 97. So, I mean, this time, we'll see. I mean, this is a, a second matchup. We saw it, it, it's very good to, to go back and look because even when it came to the New Orleans Saints, right, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Saints twice before, lost both games, and the Saints dropped the game in the playoffs. So anything can truly happen at this point when we start dissecting this game and these teams. I mean, Antonio Brown missed last week uh, to an injury. He should be back. I haven't seen anything negative to suggest he will not suit up for this contest. I mean, that's massive. But I mean, this is this is how how good. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. How good are the Kansas City Chiefs at this point? I mean, I was discussing this with colleagues, obviously, uh, to a great extent uh, when we started breaking this game down. And the Kansas City offense is so dynamic. I don't think I can really put my finger on the fact of an offense that is this balanced, this well-rounded. Uh, able to hit you in every single direction they want. You're talking speed with Tyreek Hill and uh, McCole Hardman. I mean, they can go and light you up deep all day long if they want to. If you start taking that away, they start to play the possession game with with, uh, Travis Kelsey and, and the other wide receivers they have. If they want to run the football, Kansas City can run the football. They haven't done it as as much and as well over these last few weeks. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is dealing with injuries, of course, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was dealing with his own set of ailments, but he has returned last week. And, and I mean, they can run the ball whenever they want. you got your screens. Oh, this this offense, when you, when you break down the film, I've watched this uh, uh, the AFC Championship at least three times. 
And and when you break down how they move offensively, the, the, there was so much maneuvering in the backfield. We have seen all season long the motion man of Tyreek Hill always floating behind the running back, going back and forth, trying to confuse. Then you saw on one play they had McCole Hardman running to the left. They had Tyreek running to the right. Travis Kelsey came and followed Tyreek to the right and broke out to the left to catch the pass. Like That is how intricate this offensive system truly is uh, with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. And I mean, together I believe truly that these guys have put in place an offensive system that is is literally very difficult to stop. And and like it, like it happened last time, I mean, when you talk about Tyreek Hill and his 13 receptions for 269, can Tampa Bay truly stop it? I mean, Carlton Davis, I don't I don't dislike Carlton Davis whatsoever, the defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't dislike Carlton Davis. I'm actually a, a fan of his. But, I mean, he just, to me, just doesn't seem like he's playing at full health. And, I mean, when it comes to keeping up with Tyreek Hill, not many defensive backs can keep up with the speed of Tyreek Hill. Um, but he's going to have his hands full once again. Uh, as for for Murphy Bunting, the other defensive back, I mean, he's going to be on whoever he gets. I don't know if Sammy Watkins is going to be able to suit up in this contest. But then you got Hardman and then you got Robinson. So he's going to have his hands full regardless. But what do you do with Travis Kelsey? This is the thing. So you're going to have to see a game plan where Tampa Bay's front seven is going to have to produce pressure like no other. I think that is the only way you're going to do it. I think we've seen it this season before. Kansas City hasn't won a game uh, or, or hadn't won a game over 10 points um, after before the AFC Championship game all season long. And that is that is something that we haven't seen. So that suggests that the games are always closer. Perhaps that's more on the defensive side. But if you pressure Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he's going to get out of it. He's going to he's going to make plays and, and accurate passes all over the field. But I mean, if you provide pressure all day long, we've seen it with the Oakland Raiders, right? The Oakland or the excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. They they beat the Kansas City Chiefs and they did it with a very confusing scheme, um, a lot of pressure. And I think that will will inhibit his ability, Patrick Mahomes ability to to play like he did back in week 12. You can't stop the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I truly believe that you can't stop them, but you can slow them down. And, and you can make them uh, maybe make mistakes. I mean, that is even a, a, a far-fetched statement. They're, they're, they're one of the best teams in the entire league. I have not seen a team this good and so well put together in a very long time. They're firing on all cylinders. So what do we think that Mr. Tom Brady is going to be able to do against his Kansas City Chiefs defense? Like I said, I mean, he had over 345 yards last time they played. He had three touchdowns, but he threw the two interceptions. Rob Gronkowski. So before the playoffs started, I was the biggest concern I had for this Tampa Bay offense was the protection for Tom Brady because we've seen it up and down all season long. The offensive line has played okay, then they have their good games and they have their terrible games. And and we've seen it all season long. I mean, I mean there was never a point where we felt or at least at least I felt that Tampa Bay had a runaway in any of the contests that they were playing, right? Um, but as the season started to go on, I think it was the Detroit game, the the week 15 or 16, I believe 16 it was, when they played on the Saturday, or uh, yeah, they, I believe they played the Detroit Lions. It was it was it was one of the lesser clubs, and and Tampa Bay lit them up, and 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 that was the confidence builder that they needed because it looked like they had opened the playbook and 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 tried to. 
navigate every single opportunity offensively in the playbook to to score points. And that's what it looked like. After that game, you saw a different Tom Brady. You saw a different uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. The defense has been playing well all season long. I mean, I, I said it on past shows. I mean, even when we had the, my guest on before, I mean, it was, uh, what, like week four. I was saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was supremely underrated, and they have been proving it all season long. Yes, do they get gashed in the secondary. That is their true only weakness. I haven't seen the injury report yet to uh, to see if it's suggesting that Antoine Winfield Jr. will not play. If he does not play, that is a big loss for this defense. But I uh, fully expect him to suit up. I don't foresee him, uh, him missing this contest. Like I said, it's only Tuesday, so injury reports will be starting to come out on Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll see how that goes down. Um, but I mean, as, as an early prognosticator for this contest, I mean, this is what we're going to have to see Rob Gronkowski, like going back to that point, the, the protection of Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski has been playing extremely solid play on the line. They've been keeping him more on the line and that has worked to, uh, absolute perfection because you have a plethora of talent at the wide receiver position. You got Antonio Brown, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, uh, even Cameron Brait. I mean, Tyler Johnson, the rookie, you have weapons. Scotty Miller, how do I forget about him? You got weapons galore on this offense. The goal is to keep Tom Brady upright so that he can throw the ball and get it to his wide receivers and his tight ends. And 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 Gronkowski is perhaps having the selfless off or postseason, excuse me, that I have ever seen. Typically, we see Rob being the guy who wants to be the playmaker, the one scoring all the touchdowns, the mega mismatch. It has not been his game this year, and I think it's worked to the betterment of this team as they started to to evolve. I mean, they they understood that protection is is very important, and and they're doing very well. But adding to that as well, the run game, the evolution of of Ronald Jones of Rojo, and and now we saw the playoff Leonard Fournette come into play, like uh, old school LSU Leonard Fournette. I mean, this is this is what we're seeing, and and I'm a huge Leonard Fournette uh, uh, Leonard Fournette supporter. You guys know this. You guys read my work. Um. I think this this game really could come into play of clock management because we could see Tom Brady score at will. But do you want to give Mahomes that much time uh, to, to work down the field? Do you want to give him extra possessions? I don't think you do. I think even with Tom Brady there, you still want to play a little bit of the control, the ball control. Keep him a little bit cold on the on the bench. Keep him frozen a little bit, even though it's going to be in Florida. I mean, keep him cold. And, and I mean, uh, that to me just screams what your game plan should be from the Tampa Bay side. Try to get your run game going. Even though Kansas City, again, they did it like this last year. Their defense started to pick up steam as they were in the playoffs. They became extremely dominant. And and you're kind of seeing the same type of thing. Like in the Bills game from the AFC Championship, Kansas City knew. They said, you know what? We're not going to let you throw. And and they said, you want to run? Go for it. We're going to let you run all day long. Perhaps we see that type of situation again where they play five-man and they're playing coverage all day long. Maybe we see that. And I, and I wouldn't be shocked one bit. And they're going to say, I dare you, Leonard Fournette and, and Ronald Jones, to, to win this Super Bowl. And, and, and that could be to the betterment of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as that will uh, uh, prolong the offensive plays if they can continue to get chunk yardage, four and five yards per, per run. Um, that's where you get the ball control. And maybe that's going to play into their hands a little bit. Um, but I mean, uh, you can you can call the matchups however you want. Travis Kelsey is unguardable, uh, very difficult player to stop from from any defense. I mean, he is he is unguardable, 
and and you 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 have that feeling that they're gonna be keying in on Tyreek Hill. They don't want to get see another two hundred and sixty yards on him uh, through the air just from one player. Perhaps again we see McCole Hardman have a bigger role. Um, but see, that is the genius of the Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy uh, play calling and their systems and their schemes is that you truly don't know which way they're going to attack. And even if you take something away, they can adjust on a dime and they're going to do it very well. This is going to be a very, very interesting contest. It could come down to coaching. Obviously, I, I'm a big Andy Reid uh, uh, favor. I, I, I think his his coaching, his clock management is typically on par with the Bill Belichick's of the world. I mean, he doesn't make many mistakes in that respect whatsoever. Um, I, I I think that it could come down to coaching Bruce Arians. I don't dislike his ability but on the sidelines, but I really have to give the edge here when it comes to the coaching staff. When it comes to the quarterbacks, you got Tom Brady, the GOAT. You got Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we spoke about it. I'm giving the edge to Patrick Mahomes. It's very close. Obviously, Brady has played very well this season. I mean, a lot better than I had envisioned. He He's picked up his deep ball game uh, a whole heck of a lot. And, and I mean, he is going to be throwing the ball. They're, they're never going to be out of this game. Even if Patrick Mahomes gets up by 20 points, uh, you know Tom Brady's going to keep on going. We've seen it too many times to believe that Tom Brady is not going to come back in this contest if they fall behind, if they get a lead. That is going to be interesting. I think Tom Brady will use that run game, will use the short pass a little bit more if they get a big lead at some point in this game. But I still got to give the edge to Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's too damn good right now. He's playing on a completely different level than all quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm giving the edge right there. When we talk about running backs, I got to give the edge to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I got, excuse me, I got to. I, I mean, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones have been playing very well. Rojo has had a breakout season like no other. And, and I mean, this is what everyone was waiting for. He bulked up a little bit, put, an, uh, put a little bit more weight on his frame, and he didn't lose any speed. I mean, that's exactly what you wanted. And now you get the mix between him and Leonard Fournette. I think it's a great uh, tandem in the backfield. I don't dislike Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm, I'm doing matchups here now based on the roster just to see how we can break this down further. I don't dislike Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I really want to see a lot more. I think I think that he is very talented. I think he's going to grow into be a very good running back in this league. But again, you know, the injuries, the the rookie wall, I mean, it could be there as well. So I'm still given the, the edge. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is, is hampered with an injury as well, but I believe he is going to suit up in this contest. So, you know, I mean, the, the running backs are there, but I mean, we haven't seen it from, from Le'Veon Bell in, in what, how long haven't we seen since he left Pittsburgh? We haven't seen that dominant running force. So again, I'm giving the edge here to the Tampa Bay backfield. I think they are the better squad overall. Uh, when it comes to the wide receivers, this is so close, but I mean, overall, you got to give it to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, with Godwin, with Evans, with uh, Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, I mean, they're just, their depth is is unparalleled. Yes, you got Tyreek Hill, you got McCole Hardman, potentially Sammy Watkins comes back for this game, Robinson. So, I mean, Pringle, I mean, these guys play very well together and they're very good at what they do um, and, and creating those mismatches because you, you, you typically get the double team on Tyreek Hill, so other, other weapons will be 
become available like Sammy Watkins in last year's Super Bowl where he had the very big day be, or the very large day because uh, all the all the attention was put to Tyreek and to Travis Kelsey but I mean I got to give the edge to the Bucks uh, wide receiver core they are they are very very talented even though Kansas City has has ballers and weapons on their side also uh, when it comes to tight end position I mean you're talking Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey and I was I was reading it was funny they're they're the same age if you can believe it yes Rob uh, did retire and it, it just it felt like his body has taken a lot more punishment than Travis Kelsey ever did um, so I'm, I'm definitely siding with Travis Kelsey over Gronkowski and Cameron Brait um, I think Kelsey is is world elite I mean he is first ballot uh, all pro team this season he has been unbelievably spectacular uh, throughout his career. I mean, still in my eyes, I know that a lot of people will argue that George Kittle is right there or should overtake Travis Kelsey as the top uh, tight end in this league. I'm still disagreeing. I think Travis Kelsey is the man. I think he is the cream of the crop, and then that's what we evaluate everyone else to be. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely siding with Travis Kelsey in this contest as being the uh, better option with a more talent. Offensive line, I gotta go with Kansas City here. I'm I'm still not overly sold with Tampa Bay. I mean, they like I said, they have played a, a, a lot better of late uh, coming back from all got to be all the way to week 16. I got to look that up, but I keep forgetting. But I believe it's week 16 against the Lions. That is kind of when we saw the changeover happen. That's kind of when we started seeing the protections being a lot better. They were getting healthier, um, but I still got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in this respect. I think that offensive line, uh, yes, they won't have Fisher, though. So, I mean, uh, that is going to be a problem. He, I believe he tore his AC, or, uh, Achilles excuse me, in that Buffalo Bills game. So that's going to be something to watch as well. But, I mean, they had depth at the, at the, at the offensive line position. I still got to go with the Chiefs line over Tampa Bay uh, to be the best overall unit in this contest especially they're going to have their hands full no question about it so maybe actually I'll flip that the, because of the, the defensive line they're playing against I'm going to flip that I'm going to give uh, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks offensive line the edge in this contest simply because of how strong uh, Tampa Bay's front seven is yeah I'm going to flip that uh, look at me talk myself into this right um, defensive front I mean it, it's lights out it's got to be uh, Tampa Bay in this respect I, I believe their front seven is just uh, unbelievably solid. I mean, uh, what else can you say about these guys? They are just front loaded to the to the T. I mean, just when you start naming off these guys, and Dominican Sue, they got Vita Vea back. I mean, William Golston, JPP. I mean, these guys are relentless rushing the passer along with uh, Shaquille Barnett. I mean, the, these guys are unbelievable. And then you team them up with Devin White and Levante David, and I mean. This front seven to me is is rivaling the best in the business in the entire NFL. They are going to come ears pinned back at Patrick Mahomes. Um, so definitely, I, I mean, I get it. I, I I, I'm a huge fan of Chris Jones, of Frank Clark. I think that they do damage in their own right. But you got to give the edge to them. You got to, and the linebacker position again. I, I got to give the edge to Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm big, big on on David and White. I think these guys are phenomenal, a phenomenal tandem. You got Kevin Minter in there as well. I mean, they're just they're phenomenal when they need to spell. And and Barnett is is just unparalleled when he's rushing the passer uh, alongside the other edge with JPP. I think they're just out outstanding. When it comes to the secondaries, I will have to side with the Kansas City Chiefs in this respect. I think they're better put together. Uh, Breland, 
along with Tyron Matthew. I mean, they're just, they're outstanding. Uh, Matthew is that quarterback. He gets things happening. He gets everything disrupted. And, and I mean, uh, I, I have to side in that respect. Even though I did mention that I do like Carlton Davis, he has not had the best season uh, this year. Um, you know, uh, you got... Uh, Murphy Bunting, sorry, his name evaded me. I mean, he hasn't, they're very opportunistic. I think that's the best way I can put it. They they go for the turnover. They're going trying to make plays, and we've seen it on many occasions. I mean, they go and they get the plays. We saw it in the Saints game, and and that is what gets them. If they're going to be jumping balls in this contest, again, you're going to see Tyreek feast. You're going to see McCole Hardman feast. I mean, you have to play coverage, and I get it. If the opportunity arises and it's there for you to make a play on the defensive side, of the ball make it 110 percent but i mean against patrick mahomes you got and and this chief's uh second or this chief's uh offense you really got to play a little bit more sound on the secondary side like i said i have not seen if antoine winfield uh is is gonna be in this game jordan whitehead also was injured last week so i mean uh we'll see uh, that's gonna be something to definitely watch i think they were still listed on the injury report if i'm not mistaken and if they don't play i mean big big losses for them as well he is questionable as it stands right now I totally foresee him playing in this game I don't see him sitting out so um but I mean there you go I mean when it comes to the kicking team I mean you got well we'll break down it all I mean the kicking team it's Harrison Bucker I give the edge to the Chiefs in that respect as well um punting yeah okay whatever we'll talk about how many points are scored on the board rather than punting the football so I mean when you break down the stats I mean this game is going to be very very close I mean overall this season we saw what the ta- uh, the total offense let's start start there total offense you know the chiefs are first tampa bay is 11th passing yards chiefs are first tampa bay is second rushing yards Tampa Bay is 28th and and the Chiefs are 16th. So again, it's not as though the rushing game hasn't been there for the Buccaneers, but they find other ways to score points and manufacture that in these contests. You know, points scored, here we go. Tampa Bay is third, Kansas City is sixth. So there you go. And 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 that plays into the part of how they move the ball. Tampa Bay will throw a lot more than they will run because they're successful at it. And I think they will be able to expose uh, certain aspects of this defense. Matthew's going to have to have a massive day. I mean, he's going to be all over the field. You're going to see his name called uh, on on majority of the plays. The third down percentage, uh, Chiefs were third, Kansas, or Tampa Bay was 11th. But again, that's a very skewed statistic in that respect because depending on how many times um, with with how many points scored. That's where I'm saying this. So that's kind of where I'm going. If uh, Tampa Bay is third in points scored, but only 11th on third down conversions. And that, that, that comes into play also on their conversion rate, but how many times they actually are scoring points and not having to convert third down. So, I mean, it is a little bit of a cat and mouse give and take in that respect. Um, but I mean, uh, Kansas City has the edge there as well. Defensively, obviously, statistically, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are head and shoulders above statistically. Uh, Kansas City's total yards is 15th. Tampa Bay is 9th. Uh, passing, Kansas City is 14th, where this is the weak spot, like we're saying, for Tampa Bay. They are 21st against the pass. Rushing yards, Tampa Bay is number one in the league. So this is what I'm saying. Maybe they even take a page out of the playbook of the Kansas City Chiefs in how they attacked the Buffalo Bills last week in the or two weeks ago in the AFC Championship, and, and they, they play solely coverage, and, and they play a little bit further back because their run 
defense is that solid. Kansas City's rush defense is 21st, not the best. Points given up very close, 8th for Tampa Bay, 10th for uh, Kansas City, and giving up third down conversions, uh, Tampa Bay is 14th, where Kansas City is 17th, and I mean... This is this is what I mean. I mean, this is going to be a very, very interesting game. Very high scoring. I can definitely see that. Um, but it's very difficult in my respect to go against Patrick Mahomes, even though it is the GOAT. He is in his 10th Super Bowl. Can, can you believe this? 10 Super Bowls for Mr. Tom Brady, breaking records. I believe the next person behind him in that respect is John Elway, if I'm not mistaken, with five Super Bowl appearances. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, just what he's done in his career has been un- remarkable. No question. No question about it. But here we are. We're running out of time. And I got to pick a score. I got to pick a score. I'm going. Kansas City 32 I'm going Tampa Bay 28 um we'll we'll, we'll put it there they're going to cover the three and a half I believe and 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 they're gonna it's gonna be a good game it's gonna be a very good game I think uh they're gonna they're gonna feed on what they they were able to exploit on this Tampa Bay defense from week 12 I mean there's gonna be adjustments of course but I mean that's it man that's a Super Bowl I hope you guys enjoy it thank you so much as always for listening to the show thank you again for all the support come and follow me over to the to the fantasy headliners if you guys don't subscribe to them on YouTube definitely hit that subscribe button these guys are fantastic Jake and Kyle and Chris Kennedy all these guys are are absolutely fantastic over there and and I mean uh, yeah follow me over I, I, I really appreciated everything all the support all the, the, the kind words on all the work that I have done I know I said this at the beginning of the show um, but this is sentimental for me because I founded this company uh, in hopes that it would it would go somewhere and and it did so um, again I wouldn't have gone anywhere without all the support and I really truly appreciate everything uh, that you guys have done it's been a great ride for four seasons and I believe just over three years uh, under the ADF all day football umbrella uh, draft guides published i believe 450 articles um you know this podcast uh, lots of good stuff that was done lots of good work scouting and 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 all that is going to go over to the headliner side so like i said definitely follow us over there and 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 you know nothing will change in that respect you're just going to get even better quality of 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 information regarding football if you don't know it already so one last time let's close this one out on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore ADF1. Again, to all the listeners, thank you again for all the support. And until next time, until last time, this is the last time. Stay humble, stay peaceful, and take care of each other. I'm out. I'm out.